welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Thursday, December 3rd, 2020. I am Andrew Hansen, alongside Shane Caldwell, and it's our Week 13 Wide Receivers and Tight Ends Main Slate Show. And Shane, on our quarterback show, we have called this a value week at quarterback, and that gives us more money to spend on our wide receivers and tight ends. Yeah, when you when you pay down a little bit for these quarterbacks, you can partner them with when you're stacking these guys with a lot of these uh, middle price wide receivers that are also looking like they're in great spots in terms of the matchup and the game flow here. Uh, so there's some there's really some great spots that are a little more contrarian that I don't think are going to be super high owned because people aren't always paying attention to the game environment. Sometimes they're just looking at the names of the players here. So by looking at the game environments and being that this week is an unusual week, the way the matchups are, we're going to be able to gain an edge at the wide receiver and tight end positions here. Absolutely. So before we get into the breakdowns, just a quick thank you to our presenting sponsor, betus.com.pa. They have given us an absolutely tremendous offer for our listeners, and we'll play that for you about halfway through the show. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, let's get into some of these picks. Shane, where are you looking first with the wide receivers this week? Yeah, so I'm starting uh, this week with a guy not at the very highest price, but he's he's one of the one of the top uh, guys here. I'm looking at AJ Brown. Um, this guy has been just phenomenal in terms of his ability to uh, catch difficult passes and break tackles, his run after the catch ability, just how physical and explosive this guy is, his big playability. Uh, you know, we're looking at this Cleveland Tennessee game as a bet US over under 54 and. Tennessee with by far the biggest implied total on the slate. Tennessee is one of the most productive offenses in, in the league uh, right now. They're one of the better offenses out there and a good matchup. Um, Cleveland lost Denzel Ward, their top cover corner. So we're expecting A.J. Brown. We'll see a lot of Terrence Mitchell. Terrence Mitchell is is not a great corner. He's, he's not the worst, but he's not great. I don't think he's going to be able to handle A.J. Brown here. So I expect uh, A.J. Brown to have a huge game against Terrence Mitchell in this huge, uh, really high over-under game. Um, and I think A.J. Brown's worth paying up for here. And I expect uh, them to try to exploit that weak secondary for Cleveland and actually pass the ball quite a bit and not necessarily just hand it off to Derrick Henry every single play. So I think this is going to be a high-scoring shootout type game. And A.J. Brown is the type of guy that's going to have a, another ceiling game here as he's he's been producing lately. And I think this game is no exception. Yeah, I like that spot. You look at some of the guys against Cleveland – Similar profile, Amari Cooper, 12 for 134 and a touchdown. And then Colin Johnson just got him for 96 yards and a touchdown last week. So good spot there for Brown. With the savings at quarterback, I'm going to pay up for Devontae Adams in some of my lineups. Uh, he's certainly not a lock and load at that expensive price against Philly. But going up against Slay, we saw what, what DK Metcalf did to him. And I have a feeling that Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are going to chat a little bit this week and say, you know what, if Metcalf can do that to slay in one-on-one -on -one coverage, I think we can too. And Adams certainly big enough to, to hold his own um, and you know create separation. So uh, I like Devontae Adams here in some of my lineups. Yeah, I will say that Slay struggles against that slant route, and Devontae Adams runs one of the best slant routes that I've ever exactly. seen in terms of his his release off the line there, and Slay struggles with that. Um, so I could see that Devontae Adams, especially in PPR format, just eating up tons of targets, you know, 
and uh, definitely a good run after the catch. So definitely Devontae Adams is interesting this week. Um, here's a couple guys that are teammates that I'm looking at, and th this is not a high-volume passing attack, but I think they're going to attack the team that they're playing this week. And I'm talking about the Minnesota Vikings. Typically, Minnesota Vikings are like, oh, all they want to do is run the ball. I don't really want to invest in their passing game. But this week, we're taking a look at their passing game because they're playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, so they're at home in their monster 10-point favorites, 52-and-a-half uh, bet U.S. over-under. That puts their implied total as number one in the slate. It's even above Tennessee, who has a monster total. So implied total 31-and-a-half. So Minnesota is looking to light it up this week. Yes, they can run on Jacksonville. They can give it to Dalvin Cook and those guys. Um, but if you don't have to, why expose Dalvin Cook when he's been banged up uh, with injuries this year? Uh, when you can just pass on this Jacksonville secondary, which is a juicy matchup, you know, Jacksonville is looking like they're going to lose. They're, they're still without Josh Allen, their top pass rusher, one of their most talented players they have on defense. They don't really have a lot of talented guys, but he's one of the guys. He's out. He's looking like he's out. And then they lost almost all their top corners. So you look at Adam Thielen, for example, Adam Thielen at going up against you know, some guy that was probably a practice squad guy, Luke Barco, is what they're projecting, who has almost no playing experience. It was a late round draft pick. Uh, so Adam Thielen going up against some backup is a big mismatch. Now, Thielen's going to be fresh because he was out on the uh, COVID list. Lad. He didn't have COVID, but he was in close contact with someone. So he sat at home and watched the game. So if you don't think Adam Thielen's chomping at the bit to go out and just have a monster game like he did a couple weeks ago against Dallas, uh, then, then you're not paying attention. So Adam Thielen is a guy you can pay up for here. And then his other little buddy here, Justin Jefferson, looking like one of the best draft picks this year as a rookie, is just completely lighting people up, had another big game last week. He's going to be up against most likely Trey Herndon, who's been just absolutely annihilated. Again, the Jacksonville secondary is so weak and their pass rush is so bad that Minnesota will all of a sudden transform into a passing team here. So, And you can predict it as these guys have – some of the highest target shares, you know, 23, 25% target shares on their respective team here. They're one of the highest targeted duos out there. So you can predict where it's going to go. So if you want to build a game stack here, you can play both of these wide receivers. And I expect both of them to have a, to be in a blow up spot here. So that's why I'm so high on this. On a team that normally runs the ball, I love their passing attack. And I love Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm into that game for sure. And that'll be very important for this slate is what Minnesota decides to do, how much they decide to pass it. So uh, those guys certainly could crush value. Another guy I'm looking at on DraftKings on the more expensive side is Keenan Allen at 8,100. Going up against New England, it's a pick em game. Uh, Over-under is 47.5 on BetUS. And New England's defense is improving, and they've been solid against the pass, but the slot has been one area where you can attack them. And we know that Herbert just absolutely loves throwing it to Keenan Allen. He loves that more than anything. So I think he is worth paying up for at 8,100. Awesome. Yeah, he's certainly having a, a Pro Bowl, you know, type uh, year here, Keenan Allen. You got to love Herbert, his quarterback. Um yeah, here's a, here's another guy that's popping up. It looks like he's actually going to be pretty high owned this week is Allen Robinson going against my Detroit Lions. So bad and just beginning, you know, just getting shredded by everyone this year. Um, and everyone knows Mitchell Trubisky plays better against the Lions, uh, you know. So and 
Chicago's at home going against Detroit. Uh, Detroit just fired their coach, so we'll see how they react to that. I think Allen Robinson will probably see quite a bit of Amani Awarier. Um, it was pretty funny on Thanksgiving that none of the announcers, uh, Tony Romo and those guys, could, pronou- could pronounce a warrior. They were like, Awarier, Awarier? <laughs> <Yeah, I know. laughs> that, pre- that, pre- that was pretty funny. But anyways, Awarier's the Lions – He's the Lions' best corner right now. I mean, most of their corners are out. They're really bad. Um, so I think he'll be competitive against Allen Robinson. But you can move Allen Robinson all the way around, and I don't think a warrior is going to follow him. So Allen Robinson, you can put him in the slot. You can line him up left or right. So I think Allen Robinson will have a great game here, and he's pretty reasonably priced, and he's going to be pretty high-owned in this in, in this game here. Um, so he's in a great spot, and he's one of the highest-targeted receivers out there, and he has great rapport. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky is not afraid to target him early often you know very often and early so I like Allen Robinson here against Detroit in in a game where he's going to get a high concentration of targets and he's a big red zone target and he's in a great matchup against Detroit so I think uh, he's definitely a guy you can probably eat the chalk on here absolutely another guy I like here in the mid-tier is Tyler Lockett and a decent price on DraftKings this week at 7400 uh, going up against the Giants, and they've had trouble against slot receivers. Cooper Cup got him for 69 yards and a touchdown. CeeDee Lamb had eight catches for 124 against them. And obviously Metcalf rose to the occasion and uh, did more of the work against Philly last game. So this could be a spot where they, they go back to lock it a little bit more in that plus matchup. Yeah, definitely. I could see with uh, James Bradbury being on DK Metcalf and maybe containing him, it might be a locket game. And so those guys kind of trade trade when uh, when they're going to have big games there. So they're both super talented. Uh, I'm going to go over to the uh, L.A. Rams here. Uh, L.A. Rams going to Arizona. And uh, Cooper Cup is in a great spot here. Another slot wide receiver who's been great this year. When he, And he's heavily targeted from Jared Goff and the best matchup uh, going up against Arizona is Byron Murphy in the slot. Uh, I know uh, the aforementioned Tyler Lockett completely lit them up for what over 200 yards and three touchdowns guys like, you know, Jamison Crowder's lit them up. I and mean, there's quite a few guys that's had monster blow up ceiling games in the slot going up against Byron Murphy going over in the middle against Arizona's defense. And it happens that Cooper cup is reasonably priced this in the $6,000 range this week and in a great matchup. Uh, which could be a pretty high-scoring game as both teams are super, you know, fast-paced type teams here. Um, so that that's actually looking like a pretty good spot here. Um, we're looking at 48 and a half over under just because probably the Rams defense is playing so good right now. But it's still a pretty high-scoring game for this slate in a fast-paced game. So Cooper Cup, I think, is in a great spot here in a game that should be a nice shootout game. Yeah, I love Lockett. Uh, the Lockett spot, we'll call it for Cup. Yeah. Uh, Cup's opportunity to to uh, to blast it against Arizona as well, and right in that same price range on DraftKings, I also like Jarvis Landry for hundred dollars more, uh, sixty two hundred. Cleveland again, of course, traveling to Tennessee, they're they're catching six points, uh, the over under fifty four on BetUS, so high total game underdogs, and we finally saw Mayfield and Landry last week get together, and Landry ended up with eight catches for one forty three and a score. And it just looked like Mayfield, his mission was to throw it to Landry if he wasn't handing it off to Chubb. You know, they just, without OBJ, there's just no other real downfield threat. Uh, you know, Kaderil Hodge had a couple catches. He, he, he will look to the tight ends. But 
I mean, it was all about Landry, and now he's in a great spot because Tennessee isn't very good against the slot receiver. So I'm all about Jarvis Landry here this week. Awesome. Yeah, and here's another guy he's popping up as the the true no, uh, number one wide receiver on his team now, and he's had a great season. All season he's been good, and that's Brandon Cooks going up at home against Indianapolis. Uh, of course, everyone knows about Will Fuller being out now. So Brandon Cooks is the number one wide receiver on this team now, and he's looked great with his route running and his uh, you know big playability. You know he's got great hands. He's been he's been getting open, and you pair him with the MVP caliber quarterback and Deshaun Watson, and you got a pretty good pair there. So we're looking for Brandon Cooks to get a lot of targets. I mean this guy's pretty much locked in to ten plus targets every single week, especially with Will Fuller out. Um, you're a little concerned at how how it's going to look in terms of the efficiency with no Will Fuller in there, but I think either way they're going to get Brandon Cooks involved and I think he will produce and he's still reasonably priced so I think you want to you want to give him why he's still cheap here DraftKings refuses to price this guy up he seems like he's been cheap all year and he's 5600 you know and he and he typically produces I don't think he's had a ceiling game lately but he's going to be the go-to guy now he's going up against Indianapolis pretty tough matchup but he's matched up against uh he'll be moving all over the formation but he'll be rock matched up against Rocky Asin. It's a pretty good matchup for him uh, in terms of coverage uh, skills. And Brandon Cooks has been great getting open all, all year. So, so I like Brandon Cooks against Indianapolis here. He's, he's the number one go-to guy now. So get him while he's still cheap. Definitely. A uh, guy who's even cheaper on DraftKings that I'm looking to have back in the lineup, DJ Chark. Uh, I'd like to pair him up with Mike Glennon against Minnesota. Again, a shootout, 10-point underdogs. Bad pass defense, and you can beat Minnesota on the outside, especially with his size. So that'll be fun to watch if Glennon and Chark can connect on a couple deep ones. Uh, 5,400, uh, he's in play for me. Nice. Yeah, and then uh, I'm looking at going back to that uh, Indianapolis at Houston game here. I think you can take a look. If you need value, you can look at these Indianapolis wide receivers. So I think Indianapolis will pass a little bit in this game. Phillip Rivers has looked pretty good, and he's getting good rapport with both T.Y. Hilton and Michael Pittman now. So you got kind of the veteran and the rookie guy. Both of them in excellent matchups. Uh, Houston's secondary is banged up again. They lost Bradley Roby, who we talked about all year, as their only good cover corner. So now that they've had injuries, guys on IR, and they lose Bradley Roby also to a suspension, you're left with Vernon Hargraves, who's been getting uh, lit up a lot, who's not a good cover corner. T.Y. Hilton has been playing good lately, and he's going to be matched up quite a bit against Hargraves. And then Michael Pittman going up against a practice squad, you know, fifth string type guy. And right now it's projected Keon Crossin, who no, no one's ever heard of this guy, uh, is a, a cover corner he's going up against. So these guys are going to be in great matchups, and definitely Phillip Rivers knows how to exploit those matchups with these talented receivers, and they're both super cheap on FanDuel and DraftKings. So if you need some value guys there, T.Y. Hilton and Michael Pittman are both very talented wide receivers in a great spot, you know, in a, in a game that I think is going to be pretty uh, pretty high scoring here as well. Excellent. I've got one real value play here on DraftKings. Darnell Mooney is 3,400 for the Bears against Detroit. We've talked about this strong spot for Trubisky. And last week, Mooney had nine targets against Green Bay. I was wondering what the chemistry would be between Trubisky and Mooney because early in the season he was favoring um, he was favoring the slot receiver a little bit more, and uh, so I was I was really encouraged that he went nine targets to Mooney. He only connected on three of them. I mean that's the problem, 
But Trubisky did show the willingness to, to throw it down the field. We know that we can beat Detroit deep. So Mooney at 3,400 uh, is, is a nice value play from my perspective. Yeah, he's, cer- he's certainly cheap, so he's a good guy to take a shot in a good, in a good matchup there. Um, yeah, the guy, the guy that I'm looking at that's going to be, I think, super low-owned, and this is a, a GPP kind of dart throw type play because I think this guy, is he's a super boomer bust type guy, and I think this is, a, this is a week where he can boom. And I'm talking about Henry Ruggs. I know Henry Ruggs has been a little bit disappointing as one of the top, you know, wide receivers taken. And a lot of the guys that were taken after him have been doing well and he hasn't done as well. So I think that they, they notice that and they will look to get him involved down the stretch here um, as the, the Raiders are going for a playoff run here. So they're going against the New York Jets, who their secondary is slow. Their secondary is really bad for coverage. So this is the perfect matchup where there's not that much pass rush. Derek Carr will have enough time to take a couple deep shots with Henry Ruggs. And also, you can get Henry Ruggs on those crossing routes and those deep slants where if you get him the ball on the run and in space, he can take it to the house with that 4-3 speed that he has. So I look for this week against a slow, weak coverage secondary in the New York Jets for Henry Ruggs to be involved more often and to be able to break a couple of those long plays. And all he needs is really one long touchdown play, which I think this is the week he gets it. And he's going to crush his, his value there of, of a really cheap price. He's 5400 on FanDuel and 4,500 on DK. So on top of him having a really high ceiling, you're going to get him at low ownership because he hasn't really done much all year. He's been super inconsistent. But in this spot, I think he could have his rookie breakout game, and that's why I like him in tournaments here. Absolutely. Great spot there. If he if he breaks out here, he could absolutely crush value against the Jets. So we are going to now transition to some tight ends, and we may have to talk about one against the Jets. But first... Let's hear about that tremendous offer that combines sports betting with DFS from our partners at betus.com.pa. Listen up, sports bettors. It's go time. So put down the beer and make every sporting event more exciting by putting stakes on the line. Earn bragging rights over friends as you rake in the cash from each week's betting action. But don't settle for any other book. Choose America's favorite sports book with over 25 trusted years in the industry. You need a sports book with integrity and longevity, and most importantly, a sports book that pays. BetUS has your game with action on football, baseball, and basketball, MMA, golf, horses, and even esports. No other sports book welcomes newcomers like BetUS with their jaw dropping sign up bonuses. Now we have the best book in the industry teamed up with the best DFS provider in the industry. Make your first deposit of $149 at betus.com.pa with promo code COACHTALK and receive a free membership with DFS Coach Talk with full access to our DFS lineups in NBA, NFL, PGA, and MLB. The best in the biz. Sign up today to make straight bets, future bets, prop bets, entertainment bets, live bets, and more. No other sportsbook in the industry is committed to their users like BetUS. So sign up now and get on the winning side of the ball. Welcome back. And thank you again to BetUS for that tremendous offer for our listeners. Um, Take advantage of it. What better way to combine your love for sports than to uh, get involved with some sports betting and then also be members with us all winter. Uh, We've had a great NFL season. We're getting ready to crush the NBA uh, so join us as a member through the winter. Uh, any questions, just reach out to us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. All right, Shane, it's time for the tight ends. And we teased it, the matchup against the Jets. Are you looking at Waller this week? 
Yeah, I think the the fact that Waller kind of was chalky last week, he was the obvious best play, and he disappointed against Atlanta, which looked like a great matchup. Um, that makes me want to play him more and pay up uh, to be a little different this week because people are going to probably uh, not want to pay up for him. Um, he's going up against uh, the New York Jets. They're last in the league against tight ends. They don't really have a safety or linebacker that can match up against him. Um, and I think in the Jets are – decent against the run, bad against the pass. So I look for the Raiders to pass quite a bit in this game and Darren Waller being the number one wide receiver. Um, so I think this is the type of game where Darren Waller does have a ceiling game. We know he's super talented. He's one of the best tight ends out there. And I think you can actually justify paying up for him against the New York Jets where he should be in a blow-up spot here. And you got that recency bias working for you, which lowers his ownership because if you look at his game logs, it doesn't look pretty if you look at last week. So, yeah, so I think Darren Waller's in play. It's going to come down to roster construction. Can you afford to pay up for the tight end? If you're getting a little bit more value in other places that you feel good about, then I think paying up for Darren Waller is not a bad strategy at all here this week. I like it, yeah. I'm going to go back there. I mean, we saw that Miami had two touchdowns from their tight ends against the Jets last week, and Carr and Waller have an awesome connection. So I, I love that spot this week. First guy I'm going to break down here is your boy TJ Hawkinson at 5,000 on DraftKings, going up against Chicago. Strong defense, uh, great against the run, but you can get them with the tight end. And we saw what the Packers did last week. Tunyon and Mercedes Lewis both had a touchdown. Uh, Hawkinson coming off that strong performance uh, on Thanksgiving. And, um, you know, at 5000 if you don't want to pay up uh, for the $6,100 Waller, I think Hawkinson is a nice option this week. Yeah, maybe with Patricia being fired out of there that uh, that uh, Daryl Bevel will be able to get a little more creative and get Hawkinson involved in more ways. This you know, He's not so limited as it seems like, he, you know, uh, Patricia was always right over his shoulder, you know. <laughs> exactly. Like. Uh, so, yeah, Hawkinson, he's talented and he's going to get a lot of targets. So they're, they're going to need him, especially with it uh, doesn't look like Galladay's going to play. So, uh, yeah, so the next guy I'm going to go to, uh, I'm going to go to the game uh, over – uh, in Green Bay against Philadelphia. Uh, and I'm looking at Robert Tungian here. Uh, Tungian's been really solid lately. And I know Philadelphia has recently played better against the tight end, but I like just Tungian's involvement overall. Um, and I love his connection with Aaron Rodgers. So I think he can beat Philly here in this matchup. And I, I like how they take some of those inter intermediate deep shots with Tungian, and he can also hit you underneath as well. Um, so he's a great blocker, but he's really good. He's a good route runner, and he kind of sneaks out, sneaks out, comes out of nowhere, and gets open for Aaron Rodgers. And the fact that they have Lazard back, and you got the threat of Devontae Adams, you have to pay so much attention to. That's going to free up a lot of space underneath for Robert Tungian here against Philadelphia. Um, so in Tungian is way too cheap on DraftKings. He's only 3,700, which seems like uh, way too low for me. Um, so I really like uh, Robert Tungian here, especially on DraftKings at 3,700. So I think he's a guy you can fire up. He's a big part of that uh, awesome uh, Green Bay offense here. Yeah, that's way too cheap for him on DraftKings. Uh, good, good spot there. Now, another guy in that price range I'm looking at is Hayden Hurst going up against New Orleans again. This is a personal revenge game because remember he had that goose egg against them a couple weeks back um, in, a, in a really good matchup. They've struggled against the tight end this year. So there's a guy go back, get a low ownership, only 4,000. Um, I, I think it's worth considering. Yeah, he's certainly talented. 
Uh, yeah, and here's another guy that is a really big, talented guy. I'm looking at in that, that same game in Green Bay, Dallas Goddard. Um, now, I know Zach Ertz is coming back, and he'll be okay, but Zach Ertz hasn't really done much this year, and he's coming back from an injury now. Uh, Dallas Goddard is the go-to guy across the middle, and as you've watched Carson Wentz struggle and just look horrible, the one thing he can still do is throw it deep uh, or throw it deep over the middle or throw the under underneath over the middle passes and attack the middle of the field with Dallas Goddard, who's a big physical target. He's got a little run-after-the-catch ability, good route runner, and he's a big mismatch here. Um, Philadelphia hasn't thrown it much outside. It doesn't seem like their wide receivers can get open. So, therefore, their game plan is going to continue to be to target these tight ends early and often, and that's that's the, really their best bet on offense. So that's why I like Dallas Goddard, his involvement in the offense, his connection with Wentz, even though Philly's offenses look bad. Dallas Goddard, it would be a big part of them trying to turn this thing around this week in a tough matchup, and they're big underdogs uh, at Green Bay here, so they are going to have to pass a lot. So I can see a lot of garbage time there as they are, what, eight-and-a-half-point underdogs uh, on the road in Green Bay. So Dallas Goddard is a guy that a lot of people would be worried about, but I, I think he's super talented and best option for pass uh, targets on this Philadelphia team right now. All right. On, on the cheaper side for me, a guy I'm looking at is Kyle Rudolph, and he returned nice value last week with Irv Smith Jr. out. This week he's going up against Jacksonville uh, in that high total game. And, you know, watching the Jacksonville defense last week against the tight ends with Cleveland, you know, they struggled. Austin Hooper ran a route into the end zone and he was wide open. And I could see Rudolph running the same route. So Hooper got a, a touchdown on that one. And then they had another almost touchdown to a tight end that got broken up, uh, you know, as the as the pass catcher went to the ground. So, you know, Rudolph is a great um a great tight end for that type of scenario where you're inside the 10 and if he just finds a little bit of a seam, Cousins will, will hit him for a touchdown. And then if you tack on five catches for 50, all of a sudden you've, you've paid off that value. All right. And here's another guy that uh, is interesting this week is uh, Mike Gusecki. And he's going against Cincinnati, which is one of the best matchups against tight ends. They've been getting lit up by tight ends all year. And Gesicki, I like in particular if Ryan Fitzpatrick plays again. Right now, at this point on Thursday, it's kind of up in the air whether it's Tua or Fitzpatrick. I think they're going to play Fitzpatrick. And Gesicki is basically going to be like a big wide receiver, lining up in the slot, running a ton of routes. And Fitzpatrick is not afraid to to uh, hit some deep shots with them down the seam. I like Gusecki as that big target um, just because they've lost a lot of wide receivers. They've lost Preston Williams, uh, Jakeem Grant, their slot receivers had a hamstring injury. So they have Devontae Adams on the outside, um, but Gesicki will be their primary guy on the inside here. And I like his, I like the fact on, on DraftKings, he's 4,200. You can pay up a little bit for him on FanDuel at 5,700. And I think he, He's going to be low owned, but his connection looks really good with uh, Fitzpatrick. And I think he could actually have a ceiling game here just because they really need pass catchers and he could be the primary target here in a great matchup. Yeah, for me, if Fitzpatrick is in, that's certainly a strong play. Uh, here's another if for you. If Johnu Smith is out and you want to pay down at tight end, you could go with Ferkser against Cleveland. Uh, but we're recording this on Thursday, so we're not sure about that. So in the pay down price range for me, under 3000 on DraftKings, the guy I like the most right now is Jordan Aikens for Houston. Going up against Indianapolis in that total of 51 on BetUS 
And Indianapolis has been pretty strong against tight ends, but we saw what Green Bay did to them, eight for one for 67 and a score, uh, Tunyon and company. And I think Akins is going to get more volume with Will Fuller out. Uh, so at 2,900 with that athleticism, I mean, you could certainly do a lot worse in a situation where you want to pay down at tight end. Yeah, and the other thing, just to add on to your point about Aikens, is you keep hearing reports out of the Houston media that they're supposed to get him more heavily involved with Fuller out, obviously, and the fact that they've lost, you know, Randall Cobb, and they've they've lost so many different guys. Uh, even Stills. Kenny Stills is not on the yep. team. Yeah, he's not even on the team anymore. And then the also the other fact is you watched Jordan Aikens drop two touchdown passes on Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, in front of the whole nation, he's looking to get he's looking to get right after that, after dropping two touchdown passes against the Lions. So if you look at that narrative, Deshaun Watson is going to look to get him involved as like a big physical wide receiver type target here. Um, so, yeah, Jordan Akins looks like in a, in a good spot here uh, in a tough matchup, but he'll be heavily involved. Um, here's another guy I think I, that I do like in this uh, in this game. I like for the Cleveland Browns going up against Tennessee. Tennessee, this is supposed to be a game where I think. Uh, Cleveland's going to pass more. So I like Austin Hooper. Tennessee can be exploited to get for the tight end, a good matchup against the tight end. And Austin Hooper is also very cheap. He's 5,300 on FanDuel. That's a really good price. And 3,800 on DraftKings. And Austin Hooper hasn't had any blowout games lately, but he's been consistent. Um, you know, remember Cleveland, whenever we're targeting their passing game, they had three or four really bad weather games where they didn't pass much at all. They just handed the ball off. So now that they're going to pass a little bit more in a game script where they have to pass more, I think Hooper can run more routes and get more involved here. And he is a guy that can produce. He caught a touchdown that last week that you talked about. So I think he can he can definitely get a touchdown and be involved in the red zone. Um, but I think he can also get more involved in between the 20s this week in this game as well as they're trying to pass the ball and, and run a little bit more hurry up. So I look for Austin Hooper to have a decent game this week as well. Excellent. Well, we're going to keep grinding these lineups uh, to get them ready for our members on Sunday. So if you haven't joined us yet, jump in with the membership. Uh, if you want to take advantage of the BetUS offer, you can do it that way, betus.com.pa. Uh, or if you if you aren't interested in that, you can just go to our website, dfscoachtalk.com, and select the weekly, the monthly, or the all-access winter package that takes you all the way through April 1st, and all those memberships give you access to all of our sports. And we give out full lineups in all of our sports on FanDuel, the cash lineup, the GPP lineups, and then the coaches clipboard on DraftKings. So we'd, lo we'd love to have you there. Social media, you can follow us there. Shane is at DET Sports Shane. I'm at Language Olympic. The coach is at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Shane, any final thoughts here? No, I think it's I think it's a great week to be a little bit contrarian again. That's a, the theme of this week is to be a little bit different in terms of your wide receiver and tight end picks, uh, you know, compared to the the chalky guys you normally take. Absolutely. And we do have those other shows for you. Uh, so click the like button, click the subscribe button so you get notified about those on YouTube if you would. Also certainly appreciate the five-star reviews wherever you're listening. We do a drawing every month uh, for a free membership for folks who give us the five-star review. Uh, so thank you in advance for that. And then the other shows this week here for the main slate, the quarterback show, make sure to, make sure to check that out. And then the running backs show as well. So on behalf of Shane Caldwell and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, thank you for tuning in to the Wide Receiver and Tight End Show. 
I am Andrew Hansen, and we'll catch you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.